Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I was thinking about what I would like to do for um, the summer for you. And this is normally when I'm like, review all the things that I've covered in the past year. Uh, the truth is I haven't covered a lot in the past year. It's been pandemic. So I wanted to give you like a quick, short, effective, holy shit, this will make a difference in your life series of coaching podcasts to be like, listen, if you can afford to hire me, fantastic. I'm going to talk about hiring me for sure in these podcasts. And if you can't, I want you to do these things anyway, because they, they matter, they make a difference, then they help you to be better at life in general. So whether you have a business or not, this particular podcast will be helpful. Uh, and so today I want to talk about starting a Nano collection, a Nano collection. <laughs> so this comes from um, this feeling of being afraid of the word no or asking for help because you could hear no or um, hesitation about making offers to your peeps, your fans, your followers, your friends, your family, whomever you want to make offers to if you have a business. And you don't do that because you just don't want to hear the word no. You're fucking terrified of the word no or you think it's a judgment of you that people will tell you no. Uh, and so first I just want to say you're not alone. Um, most of my business coaching clients come to me so avoidant of the word no that they never ask questions or make offers that could lead to hearing that word. So this is the trick I give them to be like, oh, we can shift this whole thing with one trick. Here it is. And it's genius. And also this came from, um, this is a Nick North idea. I don't know where Nick North got it, but nicknorth.com. He's a goddamn genius. Go love Nick up all the ways. Um, so this is going to help you stop fearing the word no and actively celebrate every last rejection you receive. What? Yes, for real, you're going to actively celebrate every last rejection you receive. Okay, ready? You're going to start a no collection. N-O collection. So this week, I want you to start a no collection. Your goal is to make so many asks of your fellow humans that you get to collect three to five no's along the way. This is an easy way of turning a word that we tend to fear, particularly as females, or if you were raised female, a word that you tend to fear, no, into a celebration of having asked in the first place. Because either you get a yes, 
which is fantastic, or you get a no, which gets added to your collection. See how you win either way with this trick? Like you get the yes and that's a win, or you get the no and it's added to the collection. And if the goal is to get as many no's as possible, you are winning. Creating a no collection allows you to assess your needs, ask for support with your most pressing concerns, and collect some help along the way. By tracking and celebrating the no's you receive, you become less afraid of hearing no, less afraid of asking for help in general, and less afraid of making offers in your business. Because not everyone is going to want everything you offer in your business. That is par for owning and operating an enterprise. And so the less you fear, oh my God, not everybody's going to want this, like, of course they don't. Um, If you have a list of 100 people, you're not going to send a single email and all 100 people buy whatever it is. And if you have a list of 12,000 people, there isn't any one magical marketing strategy that's going to mean that all 12,000 of the people on your list suddenly become buyers. There's a lot of no, there's a lot of relationship building, there's a lot of like partial yes, there's a lot of work there. And when you just begin making offers and letting it be okay when people say no, you grow tremendously as a business owner because you stop bracing for, well, how can I get this so that everyone will say yes? Why don't you make a more impossible task? Why not try and make the sky purple 24-7? It's just par. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with you when you make an offer and people don't necessarily take you up on it or not everyone that you know takes you up on it. That is just par. There is nothing wrong with you. And making a no collection makes it easier for you to see that. That the more you ask, the more likely you are to get a yes. And when you get a no, it's just not a big deal. So what will I ask for, Kristen? Um, First and foremost, particularly for those who have uh, been socialized and raised as female, ask for help with invisible labor. So any and everywhere that you complete tasks no one sees or acknowledges, take time to write those tasks down. So instead of being like angry and resentful and hating people because you do those tasks and they don't even know it and they don't even goddamn respect you because you've been working on that thing and they don't even know about it, okay? The problem is they don't know about it. So any tasks that make you seethe with resentment, any tasks that make you feel like you're wasting your time or send you into despair, Any tasks in your business that are necessary, but do not require your particular gifts to complete, those are the tasks we're looking for. So, for example, one of my clients right now is an acupuncturist, and she recently hired an assistant to sterilize instruments, clean session rooms, and launder blankets and towels between appointments. Necessary work? Absolutely. Necessary for only my client to complete? No. Sterilizing instruments, cleaning session rooms, and throwing things in the laundry can be done by anyone, which is the point that all things being equal, she could be seeing a different client while her assistant does all the laundering instead of taking that money away, and now she does everything for everyone. So if you are seething with resentment about any of the tasks on your list, that's where you're going to start with asking for help. It can be paid help, bartered help, free help family help, co-op help, friend help. It doesn't matter to me what the kind of help is. The point is to make the ask for help. This is a huge barrier. Uh, It used to be a huge barrier for me and I had to work through it and learn. This is how I learned. That's why I'm telling you. Uh, And you're going to be able to do this too. You're going to get so good at asking and in particular at asking for help that it will no longer be scary. You're going to get there 
possibly <laughs> it's going to take some time but this is the the sort of training wheels for it is that you learn to celebrate the no because you learn to celebrate having asked that's ultimately what we're celebrating um what else can i ask for help with is a question you might be asking and the answer is anything at all, but might I recommend support of some kind? So if you are in business, particularly if you're in business by yourself, there are a bunch of things you probably need on the regular and those are support. So you can ask a friend or a colleague to look over your new business product or service sales page and to provide feedback about it. You can ask a colleague to hire you. You can ask to hire a colleague. Like having help is fucking great for your life. You can ask for help with any area of business that you find sticky or tricky. So accounting, bookkeeping, graphic design, social media management, and or consistent communication with your audience are places that I've found most business owners need support. Um, and if you're like, no, 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 my accounting, bookkeeping, graphic design, social media management, and consistent communication are all under control. Fantastic. Where do you need help or support? in uh, in your life or in your business. You can also ask for accountability around completing blank, where blank is a task you've been avoiding since Obama was in office. Um, we all have those tasks that are just like, I'm not going to look at that and I'm going to hope that it goes away. That is my plan. That is the sum total of my plan. Do not ask me about this any further. <laughs> and really, you could be like, it's, it's something stupid, like getting the gutters cleaned. Like, just ask for accountability around completing the gutter cleaning, which is really just ask for accountability around hiring a gutter cleaner person. Um, because outside accountability will help you get the task done. And that's fine. That's perfect. Ask for help. And if someone is like, no, I don't want to be your accountability buddy around getting your gutters cleaned. Great. You got a no for your no collection. And someone will be willing to do that because it's really not that big of a deal. So as a business owner, I can 100% guarantee that you need help with something or many somethings at this moment. You might just be overwhelmed with the amount of somethings, which is why I just start writing them down. I can also guarantee that specific requests for the support you need are the only way to get what you need. A money fairy or accounting fairy or structured time fairy or whatever kind of fairy you need to just show up is not going to drop out of the sky and make over your life this afternoon. Alas, I wish this were not the case. I would fucking love a money fairy to come visit me. And that's not going to happen. I'm going to have to make a bunch of stuff happen myself. So should you need all the help, uh, I want you to hop on the KK on Tap biz coaching waitlist, which is at kristenkelp.com slash tap. And when spots open, you'll be the first to know. And you will have me in your court supporting you in your business for one full year. All of that magic goes down online so you can work with me from anywhere in the world. Um, and that's KK on Tap, which is kristenkelp.com slash tap. Hop on that list if you need massive help. That's what I'm here for. And then back to your no collection. A pro tip for asking that I've noticed. Specificity in your ask makes it easier for people to say yes or no. So let's say, these are, this is an email that I get frequently. And it just says like, I'm making a thing. Do you want to collaborate? And it's almost impossible to say yes to that because I don't know what the thing is aside from this one sentence that you've given me about it. 
I don't know about how long it will take. What's expected of me? What is the timeline? What is the budget? What is the scope of work on the project? What, there's so many questions that it's almost impossible to say yes to, do you want to collaborate? For me personally. So asking for an hour-long exploratory conversation is better than asking someone to collaborate on an unspecified project that hasn't yet been created. There's a little bit of specificity, a little bit of form. Do I have an hour to talk about this? And if I don't have an hour to talk about this collaboration, then clearly I don't want to collaborate, right? That's just acknowledging that the humanity of that is if you can't find an hour to collaborate, to talk about collaborating, you probably can't collaborate. Uh, asking a colleague to text you on Tuesday mornings and ask whether you've completed the week's bookkeeping duty beats asking someone to quote unquote be an accountability buddy. Like for what and how long on which platform regarding which activities like accountability buddy sounds really good, but it's so vague that it doesn't necessarily lend itself to being able to say yes or no. Asking your partner to cook dinner on Wednesday and Friday beats asking them to cook dinner more the air quotes on more because technically they cooked that one time last week which is technically more than the weeks prior and so anything that is measurable and quantifiable is going to be easier for the other person to say yes or no to so sometimes you get a yes a no just because it's a shitty question like hey Kristen do you want to collaborate is not a thing I can just say yes to with one sentence like we need so many more specifics and details and what's going on there, right? Um, the same is true for most of your needs. Like you don't need bookkeeping help. You need someone to teach you how to use QuickBooks three days a week for two hours at a time. And those six hours will translate to your understanding QuickBooks. There is specificity that makes it easier to say yes or no. They give a person an idea of what is expected and when and how much time it will take to complete the task. Because that's the other thing. If a vague ask will often have an unspecified amount of time around it. And it's harder to say yes to that because I don't know if I'm committing to 30 minutes or 30 hours. And those are very different amounts of time. So because the other person understands the level of time, money, and or energy needed to complete the ask that you're making... They're better equipped to give an honest answer and to be genuinely helpful when the time comes. And if they say no, remember, you're building a no collection. You can add it to the collection and keep on trucking. So, but how do I ask is the next sort of like, oh, that's where you might feel some hesitation. There are an infinite number of ways to ask, and I'm going to roll through a few of them in terms of specific phrasing. But first, the question behind the question how do I ask, is to make peace with the asking itself. Asking for help doesn't make you weak, bad, wrong, or any other words your asshole brain throws around to keep you from completing this activity. Again, asking for help does not make you weak, bad, wrong, or insert asshole brain description here. It just doesn't. Asking for help makes you a human. We are not meant to meet 100% of our needs all by ourselves. But somehow the world makes it seem like being self-made is the goal. When I see someone as a self-made millionaire, I'm like, bitch, how many people helped you during your life? No one is a self-made millionaire. No one. No one. 
Because the idea of being self-made is like, okay, so you never had any teachers. You never had any mentors. You never had any colleagues. You never had anyone cook your meals or do your laundry. You didn't have any parents. You didn't have any siblings. You were raised in the fucking woods by like caterpillars and ants. No one is self-made. It's a fucking lie. We don't have to believe it. So where you see the word self-made and then a title like millionaire or billionaire or what the fuck ever, no, no one is self-made. No one. Zero percent of humans have entered this world without another human helping them along the way, period. So letting go of that sort of idea that you can be self-made or you can have it all, you can be in charge, you can do everything, you don't need any help ever for any reason from anyone no matter what, that has to go before the no collection can really come into being. And then when you start the no collection, you make it more likely that you will get the help you need to thrive at this moment because you're actually asking. And when you actually ask, you you might get a yes, but if you don't ask, you're not going to get a yes. If phrasing trips you up, here are 10 ways to frame the way you ask for help. And again, the more specificity you can weave into these questions, the better. Because specificity is love. Specificity makes it so much easier to say yes or no. Um, The first one is um, my personal favorite. It's the softest. It is couched in um, nonviolent language, which is would you be willing to? And that could be something as simple as would you be willing to make the bed when you wake up? And as complex as would you be willing to be my coach, be my mentor, go running with me three days a week? Whatever it is, would you be willing to is a soft way to ask. Can you teach me how to blank is another one. Um, And you might be like, oh, I can't ask anyone to teach me anything. That's fucking crazy. Um, If I would send an email to my dear friend Haonani and say, can you teach me how to cook in such a way that um, I can make a meal that is fantastic in under 30 minutes that tastes gourmet. Will you show me how to do that? She would lose her mind with like the joy of a thousand suns bursting into space. Like she would just lose her goddamn mind. So do you have anyone who's just dying to teach you something? And you're like, oh, I don't want to take up your time or oh, I don't know or... Um, ask. It's okay. Uh, the next one, I have blank and you have blank. Can we trade? So like, uh, I am really good at this and you are trained in this. And can we talk about that? Can we trade knowledge? Can we trade ideas? Can we trade time? Can we trade services? Can we trade physical objects? Like a little library? Like I have these books I don't want. You have those books you don't want. Can we trade? Trade doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be formal. Um, Another one for the specificity column. Can you take a look at this blank where it's project, email, sales page, product, and let me know what you think about X. So the key there is, can you take a look at this? Oh my God, I don't know what feedback to give. Well, I personally do because I because I have an education degree and we're specifically trained in how to give feedback about things. But the average human, can you take a look at this? The answer is, yeah, I took a look at it. Looks good. Okay. So the specificity here is, can you let me know what you think about X? So maybe it's the graphics. Maybe it's the sales copy. Maybe it's the page design. Maybe it's the product itself. Maybe it's the images of the product. Maybe it's the social media messaging around the product. 
There is a specific, can you let me know what you think about X, focuses the conversation, makes it easier for the other person to give feedback. If you are an introvert, is it okay to call or text you this afternoon about blank? And it's also great to say, like, this will take a few minutes. Um, So that's, I could use some help with blank this week. I estimate it will take X minutes. Because if you need an hour of my free time, that's less likely to get a yes. Uh, If a client texts me like, hey, I just need like five minutes of your time. Can you hop on the phone? Then the answer is yes. Five minutes is very different from 15, is very different from 60, is very different from like, I need six hours. So that estimate of time is, a, is useful and makes it more likely that you get a yes. Because they might see, oh, you want a phone call mentally, that's an hour to them. And to you, you're like, it's three minutes. It's two questions. That's all I need. The next one, remember how last week slash month slash year, whatever time frame, you offered to blank? I'd like to take you up on that offer. So somewhere where there are people that are like, I want to walk your dog. I would, I would be happy to babysit. I would be happy to dog sit while you're out of town. I would be happy to let you use my any number of resources. Those people that made those offers, they're happy when you take, when you take them up on those. Uh, I'll give you 10 bucks and a high five if you know the answer to this question. I've sent that. <laughs> I feel like some questions are not Googleable, and I know the person who has the answer. I don't have any other way to access the answer other than to just ask the person, and that's fine. Like, yes, fantastic. Uh, and then finally, you asked if you could help, and this is how. Here's what I need. Can you do that? Um, this is especially helpful when someone is going through something really difficult or uh, when you're going through something really difficult and everybody kind of gives you that, like, let me know if I can help. And you're like, I don't even know. But then six months later, you're like, oh, they could help in this way. Fantastic. You just referenced, like, remember when you asked if you could help? And I said, I didn't know, but I'd let you know. Okay, well, here's now I know. Here's what I need. Here's how you can help. So ultimately, it's vulnerable to ask, but it also allows people to be bigger in your life and to give you what you actually need. Because when you have what you actually need, instead of like, I do everything by myself all the time, forever until the end of time. Um, <laughs> that's maybe not the most like joyful, relaxed, spacious way of existing. And when you let people help you in ways that really matter and in ways that kind of don't matter, but it's really nice to have help, you expand, you grow, you inoculate yourself around the word no, and you just get better at this whole asking for help thing, which leads to being better at asking questions, being better at getting your needs met, being better at providing support, being better at getting support. There's all sorts of benefits that come from this. And then finally, what about asking for work? So Which clients or potential clients do you need to ask about hiring you, rehiring you, making a deposit, or pressing the buy button? Because especially if they've ghosted you, you can always circle back around and ask again. And you can do that shit. Like make a list, if you have a business, of about five people who've been circling your business and then make a time-sensitive offer to each one. A time-sensitive offer being it's, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours and you let them know about it, and there you go. 
So maybe you include a 72-hour promo code with a Hire Me email. That would be a discount. Maybe you offer a dozen roses if you're a florist or a massive discount or a huge bonus for buying a product or service within 24 hours. Maybe you extend an offer that hasn't been doing all that well by making another pitch for your peeps to hire you. And by extend an offer, I mean like if you've mentioned it once and you're like, nobody bought that, my life is terrible, talk about it again and then talk about it again and then talk about it again. And then maybe you'll know whether it's a success or not. But so long as you're asking your peeps to give you money in business, you are doing the hard work of selling and you're building your no collection along the way. So again, the goal for this week is to gather three to five no's, which means you're going to have to ask at least five questions of people to get those five no's, right? And that's assuming a 100% no rate, which is very unlikely. So to get those three to five no's, let's say that you're going to make eight asks. And then let me know how it goes by shooting an email over to k at kristenkelp.com or kristenkelp.com slash contact, fill out the form, and fucking let me know because this this is magic in that it completely shifts the way your brain accepts rejection and it takes it from being the most feared most awful just ah uh, thing to oh my god there's another no i'm almost there look at me i have three no's and that flip makes all the difference in the world because you stop fearing the word no and you just accept that it's part of it the word no is not going anywhere and we can just deal with it, roll with it, and have a good time anyway. And again, if you want to hang with me for a year of coaching with KK on tap, you want to head to kristenkelp.com slash tap. And then finally, oh God, if you're like, she sounds happier than she usually does this whole time. She just sounds like joy. Um, a story of a no that turned into a yes happened today, actually. Um, it's been, I've been going to my local coffee shop, like with a mask on just to get a latte and then running away with my mask on. You know, that was the first few months of like, I would like to have someone else prepare coffee for me after a year and a half of having made my own coffee every single day. And then it was like, well, I think I could sit down like outside with my mask off, socially distanced for a few minutes. And then it was like, well, as the CDC restrictions kind of keep falling, like I could sit down inside with my mask off for a few minutes. And then I started to see this little family that comes and uh, there's a baby and the baby and I would like flirt from a good 20 to 30 feet apart because <laughs> that's what COVID does. And I told the mom, I was like, when I am fully inoculated, I'm going to hold the shit out of your baby. Like Gus is getting held like, like, whoa. Um, so it's a no, right? Like for social distancing purposes, for pandemic purposes, you can't just walk up and touch other people's babies. P.S. I used to do that 100% of the time in the before because that's who I am. And babies, babies will like scream and reach for me. But I couldn't, right? So it's a no. And I could have been like, I will never touch that baby. I will never hold that baby. It's not even worth talking to that mom about that baby. Instead, I'm like, oh my God, that's Gus. I'm coming for you. It is happening. I will be fully inoculated on my birthday. Prepare for it. It is coming. <laughs> and then today, like, I got the little, like, reach of the baby arms, and I got to hold Gus, and he was so goddamn happy. And that's the first time I've held a baby in, I can give it to you, almost to the day. I believe it's been, like, 15 months. Um, so there was a no, right? Just, like, circumstances. It's a no. You can't hold the baby because COVID. And then eventually it becomes a yes. So... Just a reminder 
that anything that is a no is not permanent is the other part of this. That just because you get a no today is not a no forever. Someone doesn't want to hire you today doesn't mean they never want to hire you ever for the entire future and don't ever ask again. Sometimes it just means not right now. And so where you can make your no just mean not right now, it, it takes away some of its power as well. So you're going to collect your no's, you're going to get excited about your yeses, get excited about your no's, you're going to have a good time, you're going to get rejected fucking hard, and you're going to come back strong because on the other side of getting no, 100% of the time, because you're asking, you're going to get more yeses along the way. And those yeses will sustain you and feed you and make you far less afraid of the no that is inevitable, but just part of it. It's not because you're bad. It's not because you're wrong. It's not anything like that. It's simply part of it and it's okay and it's normal and you can learn to grapple with it in this particular way. So again, shoot me an email, k at and then hop on the biz coaching wait list, kristenkelp.com slash tap. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoy this. I hope you make magic with this. Please let me know how it goes and I will see you very soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now, and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now, and that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.